1: Hello and welcome to your fantasy football show. I'm your host, as usual, Guy Drinkle, and joining me today is one of my regulars in J. How are you doing, buddy?
2: Yeah, all good. It's um, not an uh, average to the week again, so all good. I'm still here. Yeah, as I told you last week, if I'm doing shit, you won't see me.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly, and that's why the pod's on this week. We've all done all right. Uh, yeah. And joining us is not Sai, because he's apparently ill, so he's had a bad week of FPL, I assume. Um, is uh, is Mark, how are you doing, buddy? Hi, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, all good. All good. Decent, uh, decent FPL week, and we've got uh, the MK Dons game today, where we were just chatting about, where we hope to see no one who played on the weekend.
3: Fingers crossed. Jürgen rests and rotates.
1: Absolutely. Well, I say that, maybe we can see Lallana and Milner after their sparkling performances off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, either way. either way, it'll be interesting to see what happens tonight. Um, but this is an FPL pod. We do tend to go off on tangents about proper football and stuff, but we'll start with the points as we do every week. Um, Mark, I'll stick with you then. How would how you do this week?
3: Uh, 70 this week, so not too bad at all. Five past two Saturday, I was cursing. Pep in his rotation, because I had Sterling as captain, but thankfully he didn't come on. And De Bruyne, as vice-captain, did very nicely for me. So, yeah, he had 34 of my 70, so pretty much half my points came from one player. But 70, a good overall score. Happy with that.
1: That's all right for some, keeping uh, Kevin De Bruyne happy. Keeping him about. Uh, Absolutely. Some of us changed him to Sterling for a week, and his from wild card like a dickhead. <laughs> 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 um Yeah, it's bit annoying when that happens, but uh, we'll talk about my transfers later on, where I may have amended that. Um, Jay, how do you do?
2: Yeah, as I said, uh, not a too bad a week. Just above average. Average was fifty two. I got sixty. The bulk of that was down to one Bernardo Silva getting nineteen points. Um, As I said, this is the week I was about to transfer him out, and this was his last week in my team because. I've been just getting by with one transfer a week and I was kind of planning a long-term shuffle. Um, so he got me a nice return. I banned as captain, sneakily got me 10 with his late winner against the mighty Aston Villa. And then um, the rest of the team was twos apart from Alexander Arnold got seven and Eric Peters got seven for his clean sheets. Obviously our lack of clean sheets again has affected me. So Van Dijk only picked up two and Van uh, Arnold was on for a nice bonus. But didn't get anything. So, other than the big, decent point scorers, there's not really much to shout about. so I think I need to shuffle a few players about. Of being tempted by a wild card, but I'm not quite sure if I want to go just oh. until after the international break. Um, I'm 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 toying with it because I kind of do want a few players that I, I'm missing out on being the bruyne being probably the big one.
1: Yeah, uh, and De Bruyne's price tag is simply too tempting. It's just annoyed me that I've got rid of him. And yeah, he uh, did Andy did that at the weekend. Um, but my points, I got 56, which is four above the average. So that's all right. Uh, my big score is Pope 6. Good to see Burnley back to being Burnley. Lundström got 12, who is the hero of FPL nowadays. Uh, McNeil got me 6, out of 5, Aguero as my captain got 18, um, and that's about it, really similar problems with you, I have Matted, but that's less annoying when he, he's cheaper, he got 2, I think Mings came in for Zinchenko, who we'll talk about, uh, and Pep being a rotating flat, yep, and uh, Ray, <laughs> a racist defending bald numps. No, <laughs> 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 um, uh, yeah. And my my AU masterclass got me one point, which is beautiful. <laughs> uh,
2: uh, uh, by the way, I'm winning. Quincy Kinga. I
1: just, just don't. I care. think he
2: got two. One extra
1: point. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I,
2: I save. That's a moral win for me.
1: I save like a <laughs> million on that no i said more than that on that so shut up what,
2: what's money when you can have points in fpl
1: it's an extra point if you mm. came at me if you came at me with wesley i'd allow it but no not this mm. not, not not bloody josh king with his disallowed
2: goal i actually should have had a goal so
1: that var is always right apart from mm. napoli um <laughs> um, but anyway, we will get into the uh, podcast. Um, Jay, I'll start with you on this one. We do it every week, or almost weeks, apart from the Crystal Palace one. It's been a great week for Spurs. Like Leicester <sighs> the weekend, and what was it, Colchester last night? I think it was. They are bad. Like I think they. Oh yeah. Their form. Since I don't know the last third of last season and into this season, has been I mean, it's comparable with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at United, which is funny, which we'll talk about obviously. But yeah, yeah, they're bad.
2: I seen on I think it was on Sky Sports News last night. Now, this start is, uh, is slightly skewed in the fact that they've lost I think it was 15 away games this calendar year. Now, obviously, that takes into account. Champions League and cup game. Obviously, last night like, that was classes of defeat, and the Champions League final as classes. And the away game, even though it was a neutral venue, but fifteen defeats away from home, and nothing really is being said too much in the media about so it. That's that's a big issue. Um,
1: I don't think Man City had fifteen defeats in three seasons of them. <laughs>
2: Uh, more than that, but you can man. probably put it down to about five seasons since Man City, about 15 defeats. Yeah. I couldn't tell you the last time. I mean, if you racked up Liverpool's results over
0: mm.
2: Jurgen Klopp period, we're probably not short of 15 defeats. I mean, he was his 150th game of the weekend, and that was our 91st victory. Um, there's probably somewhere you can pick up the stats on how many defeats we've actually had, but I would say it's it's probably no more than 20 at very most, and that's including some of the absolute abysmal performances we had early on with the absolute dire team that we had. But yeah, beyond the point, um, Spurs were Spurs meant to be the third-best team in the country and right now they're probably competing for the third-best team in London, which is bad to say when you've got like West Ham, Arsenal, Chelsea, Watford <laughs> and the likes down there, but they're, they're struggling and not even, not even Harry Kane can save them. Not even your hero. Uh,
1: this podcast is sponsored by FourKer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and he did score, which even makes it even bloody worse. The uh, absolute knobhead. Uh, Klopp has twenty losses exactly. So you were bang on there, Jim. <laughs>
2: yeah. And you know you you can rack them up as like, you know, he, he practically throws away the league cup every season, so. By the time this pod's released, or probably just before, that's just Premier prim- League. That's just
1: go- Premier League, I think. But bearing in mind, he did fuck off the league in his first half season, falling a
2: roughly. Yeah, <laughs> and, and for balance, he just likes to lose away in the group stages in Europe, just to give other, yeah. other teams across Europe the, the opportunities to think that we're not all that. Um, but yeah, Sp- Spurs are Spurs, and they've got a lot, a lot of quality there, but something doesn't seem right. It it kind of begs the question behind the scenes and they all know that this is as far as they can go. Last season was, was the peak with Pochettino and players such as Alderweire, Vatonga, and Ericsson all know that this is the end. So Mm. the attitude's just not right and that they're not playing. It's, it's, It's a cliche, but they're not playing for the badge. They're playing for the name on the back.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's fair. I do think that's fair. Um, Mark, I know this, again FBL tinge on it and stuff like that, but people were thinking. Well, in the group we were talking about, getting here in and stuff like that, and I think quite people do get tempted by like Son and stuff. Son's probably the most dependable out the uh, the entire group of them. But I mean, Spurs. It looks like it's just a club completely. Disconnected it looks like Poch wants to go. Half the team's off, literally, is off on free transfers in the summer. I mean, that is a club that I know they started the overall this, um, the overhaul this summer, but it, it looks like it needs another
3: two windows at, at the very bloody least. Yeah, they took a bit of a mess, don't they, at the moment? As you say, Eriksen just doesn't seem half the player he was last year. It seemed originally it was all said that since all the transfer window closes and then it'll all settle down, but if anything, it's got worse since the transfer window mm. closed. say they don't really know what they're doing at right back, Rose doesn't seem interested at left back Kane I've had this argument with my friends numerous times as good as he is, and as many goals as he scores, I think they are a better team without him, and the team mm-hmm. functions. Better without him, and they've almost got too many players in those forward positions. And Poch just doesn't seem to know what he wants to do. Like he can't get the best out of Deli Ali, Eriksson's out of form. Mora, who was arguably was one of their better players, if not their best player, towards the back end of last season, then he seems to favour Lamella, and it's just he just can't kind of seem to get the pieces of the jigsaw right for whatever reason. It's just not. Not fluid, not flowing, and nobody really seems to know what they're doing from week to week. But it's great to see.
1: It really is, because you look at the Premier League table, I know it's very, very early. Uh, Let me just get the actual table up. Good planning here. Do 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 absolutely, absolutely. But you look at the table. I know it's only six games in, and it's the old cliches. You don't look at it till it's like ten games in. It's it's us and Man City in second, first and second, which is pretty much how it's going to finish, unless there's some miracle bullshit. Then you've got Leicester in third, which I mean, people were on about top six for them this season. You could pretty much see happening actually them getting top four, which is not bad. Most of them are Arsenal in fourth, went with an attack like that, that could probably carry them to that. And then West Ham in fifth. We will talk about West Ham a bit later on as well. But I mean, even even Bournemouth in sixth. That is especially Bournemouth. I'd probably say that's three
3: teams that should not really be in the top four picture. No, I mean I think I'm probably misquoting them here, but I'm sure Cy Brundish put something on Twitter along the lines of, you look what happened to Liverpool, we, we lost the final of the Champions League, then we went and got Fabinho and Alisson and, and kicked on from there and you sort of thought a Spurs going to do similar because they lost to us and then mm-hmm. they added on Don Ballet who was a quality player and that's a great signing for them and they brought in Session Young and the Celso and they did keep everybody so you just thought he's just going to like trigger them on and kick them on and... As you say, it's very early and it could well come back to bite us all on the arse, but at the moment, they look further away than ever. As you, at the moment, they, they look like they're going to struggle to get top four, let alone challenge for anything. And I know it was the sort of kids last night, if you like, that they played, but they still had some of the big boys on the bench that came on. And we did win that trophy last year. We've got a trophy in the cabinet now. They, they haven't won one for so long now. And winning... Breed's winning, as you say, we've won on and won the Super Cup. That's two in our cabinet now, and you just think the League Cup's a, it's a trophy. It's Granted, it's the, the fourth of the four and the least important one, but Mourinho always used to prioritise that one. It's the first one done, the finals at the end of February, and then you think if you get that winning mentality, it will just go on, and it's just a massive opportunity missed for them, and they just... I just can't quite understand what's gone wrong there because they did strengthen in the summer. They added in the positions that were weak. They only really lost Trippier who had a very poor season mm-hmm. last season. And as you say, Aurier's yeah. a highly regarded right back. Walker Peters is highly thought of, but there just seems so much discontent there. And Poch doesn't seem happy, and they're just not pulling in the same direction at all at the moment. Whereas. You say with Liverpool, the whole club seems as one. they un- they're, There's good unity there. They're all pulling in the same direction. They work well for each other at Tottenham. They just don't appear to have that. And you'd thought with a new stadium as well, that would have kicked them on this year. But mm. at the moment, bringing it back to fantasy talk, if you're like, I don't have any of their players in and I'm not looking to get any in in the next couple of weeks. I just don't have a confidence in them.
1: Yeah, I mean, by, my... uh relationship with Harry Kane is, is well documented on this podcast but I, I also have I have a couple of their players on um, fan track which uh, you, you've you both this is your debut season in that as well so it, it, it I'm kind of feeling the burden of that week to week because on, on draft you can't really bin off players as easy as you can on FPL so it's a bit of a twat for me uh, as I say every pod still willing to take ha- offers for Harry Kane but uh, I've got Endomble on that uh, you're very right there He, he whenever he's been fit. Um, I think that's kind of been the problem for him as well. He, he, he's he been very good, even on that Fad um game as well. But Jay, um, Mark made a good point there. I mean, Trippier there, uh, obviously not a big loss, but you look at how he started at Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid, fa- uh, Atletico Madrid fans seem to really love him. And he seemingly started quite well. And if I remember correctly, when he left, I think he talked about how there was like broken promises and the whole um, club felt strange and a bit, I don't know, just a bit wrong and treat him a bit like shit. I mean, does this kind of ex- expand from the manager? Because he obviously wanted the Real Madrid job. I don't, I don't think that's hard in anything. And these, there's continuous links with the United job. I don't know why you he go from Spurs to United other than your bank balance, which is fair enough. But as a football club, there's not really a competition there at the minute. But yeah, is this... Stemming from the manager, I know the some because players are going and pot seemingly wants to go. Is it time for a big refresh, not just transfer markets, but bring in a new manager and kind of start the project again?
2: I think it goes higher. Um, I think it probably goes up to Daniel Levy, who, who runs that as a really, really tight ship. We all know how how shrewd he is with transfers and how tight he is with his money. He'll only splash the cash if he's really got to and he's really got it available. Um, and he'll, he'll hold clubs to ransom in terms of trying to get the best deal in terms of financial-wise for them. Um, so that could be something that Trippier was alluding to, the fact that it goes higher than there's broken promises. I, we all know that the wage structure they have, the contracts are at a very very tight ship as well. Um, I think Harry Kane only just about broke into like top earner salary, as you would put it, in brackets of what's currently been earned in the Premier League for other top players. Mm-hmm. Um and I think Deli Ali or was the other one who might have got a deal along the same deal. Mm-hmm. Um but um I mean I I can't say I'm, I'm overly a fan of Trippier, but he's obviously got talents. He's he's obviously he's got ability, otherwise a manager of Simeone's quality wouldn't actually have him left for the Madrid and he yeah. wouldn't be starting him. So he's, yeah, he's yeah. obviously got something there. And I don't watch Spanish football as much as it is back on ITV4 at the moment. It's just on a strange times of the day, I don't really catch much of it. But I've seen he's had a good start and he had a, a decent experience in the Champions League last week. So um, bringing it back to Spurs and slightly back in towards FPL, um, it, I say it, it, it does seem a bit of a a ship that's being rocked. And it could be Poch, it could be Levy, it could be both and, and the players that are there. And, and like Mark said, or yourself, I think the only one you'd probably look at having is Son. And I mean, I was tempted last week by a, a Spurs defender. Now, within the space of a week, that's, that's gone. You're not going to, you're not going to get one of the men because who'd want to go and get a Spurs defender after the way they performed last week? I mean, I, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the fixtures they've got coming up over the next few weeks. I mean they've got a few interesting fixtures coming up there. They they could actually have a few tough games. Um I mean, they, this week the they're, they're at home to Southampton. Now look at the cup this week. South, Southampton went to the local rivals part of stuffed and four now, albeit the quality and level is slightly different. But Danny Ing's got a few goals that'll that'll spare them on for the next few weeks. Then they go to Brighton, which It depends how you look at it. It can be a tricky fixture at times. Um, Then they've got Watford, which we're going to come on to. Yes, we Um, will. And and then they play us. So, at Anfield. So, Harry Kane will probably get a penalty at the cup end, like he always does. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, on paper, you think, right, well, Southampton, Brighton, Watford, that's nine points.
1: That's possibly three of the best fixtures you could have in the league.
2: (laughs) But then... If it all goes wrong and they pick up, say, four, what happens then? Because the finger will will eventually start to be pointed. If Solskjaer is getting the finger pointed at them, rightly so, at United, then if they don't go right and they don't get nine out of nine, the finger will get pointed at Poch because mm-hmm. the, the, there's potential for slip-ups there. and Rightfully so, I think
1: the finger
2: should be pointed. I, I, I wouldn't own any of them. I just would not own any Spurs players because he's just as bad as Pep for rotation. Like I think it was Lamella and more and Son seems to be mm-hmm. rotating between who's backing up Harry Kane. So you, you wouldn't even be trusted to pick a player who's going to start every
0: week.
1: Yeah, Harry Kane's the only lock in, and as this podcast is now known as, it, it, it's an ongoing area. Um, yep, and I think the only other, the only one I'd actually consider is Aurier. Mainly because of attacking returns, I think against Crystal Palace he got two assists and he had a goal chalked off because Son had his elbow bent a smidge, um, which is unlucky. But yeah, you're not you're not picking a defender because of defending, or you're not picking not picking an attacker because of the shit <laughs>
3: all getting rotated. But even their defence, they used to be one of the better ones and mm. concede very little but yeah, absolutely. I had an argument with somebody before the start of the season who to pick in their defence who who would play and I, he doesn't even seem to know from the three Sanchez, vatonga and Verold, who who's playing week to week I think he's played a back three once and then that seems to change every week and then Sanchez played right back one week and it just seems to be it's just chaos at the moment as you say who Left-back, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Rose or Davis? Is right-back going to be Orie Walker, Peters, or is he going to play Sanchez there? Is it going to be Alderweireld and Vertonghen, Alderweireld and Sanchez, Vatongan and Sanchez? It's, it's just madness. You just, as you say, you just can't trust, one, that they're not going to concede, and two, who's actually going to play at the moment?
1: Mm-hmm. Mark, I know you're running out of time because you have to go uh, pick up your kids. Um, Unfortunately, but, but, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Just a uh, bit of technical issues got us delayed a smidge, didn't it? But um, before you go, have you got any
3: transfers planned or anything you can, th- anything you're thinking about? Uh, again, defence seems to be causing me issues. I think clean sheets have been a problem for a lot of teams this year. It's, I'm, g- I'm going to stick with Virgil definitely. I think Sheffield United away um Quietly confident we can keep a clean sheet there. the op who I brought in this week at West Ham, West Ham are, are doing really well mm-hmm. at the moment. Bournemouth yeah. away will be a tricky one, but I'll keep him for that. It's probably show the Leicester yeah. defender I'd be looking at and Jorginho as well. I've, it was my sort of £5 million gamble. Again, you sometimes forget midfielders get bonus points for clean sheets. Chelsea aren't keeping clean sheets. And now you're not even sure if he's on penalties after the the Barclay, the God, Barkley in the knows. Champions League last <laughs> week. But but looking in and around the five million in midfielders, it's you're looking at a Norwich player really and much as I've followed suit and got pooky like everybody else has, you just think are oh, Norwich gonna keep it up and yeah, I think possibly too. camp well for Giorgino. Mm. but again Again, yeah, with a with a clean sheet points, I'll, I'll probably give know one two more weeks until the international break, and then like Jay said earlier, maybe maybe look at wild and mm-hmm. and having a rejig. But when I was on earlier in the season, I said my team's sort of based around three or four big strong players. So I've got Salah, De Bruyne, Sterling, Firmino, Van Dijk, and then pretty much filler. So maybe that's it's time to rejig that and get more. Sort of nine, ten million pound players rather than three or four of the top end ones, and then filler around it because it's not working as well as I'd hoped at the moment.
1: Yeah, it's just a gamble when the big games don't explode into life, isn't it? It's a bit of a it's a bit of a bugger that one. Um, it is.
3: But before you go, Mark, have you got any captain pick for us? Uh, n- nine times out of ten I always go with Mo and again I think away at Sheffield United I'd be tempted by Mo I was I say burnt by Sterling but it worked out well in the end that De Bruyne got them so just a bit distrusting of Pep and his rotation so I'll probably will go with Mo this weekend Sheffield United away he should get a rest tonight We so should have a full week it wasn't his best game against Chelsea so I think he'd be fit and fired up for that and Two
1: goals and an assist. That'll do me. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think that's a good pick. A good pick there. Um, but yeah. Cheers, Mark for the for the half No worries. All. Cheers, boys. Enjoy. Catch, catch you later.
3: Speak
1: to you soon. Bye. Bye. Right. So, Jay, Let's get back into the uh, the reel of shit teams in the Premier League. <laughs> that is uh, the agenda in this one is a lot of Watford our shit, Everton our shit. But we'll get through them. Um, so let's start with Watford, we will talk about City on the other half of this coin, but Watford I, Yeah, we knew we knew they were having a bad season and it looked so promising after the Arsenal result, but God, an 8-0 against City, I know City always spank Watford,
2: but 8-0 Jesus I I was shocked at how fast the goals were going in it was Saturday afternoon and I had just got in, put my phone down, come down, and it was two 0 within like the first six minutes or something like that. And then by the time we got to twenty minutes in, I think it was four or five 0 and I was like, right, I'm going to sleep because there was nothing else really around the three o'clock fixtures last Saturday to to keep my interest. Um so I thought I'm gonna go to sleep for an hour and wake up and expect the cricket score. Um But they even took the foot off the pedal. It could have been 10 or 12, and Foster made a few Mm -hmm. world-class saves, but they had him dead in a dire, dire street. Watford got to the cup final, um, which all looked promising. Unfortunately, they faced a machine that is Manchester City, and then they come into this season with a bit of hope and promise. They didn't really do too much in the transfer window, but they kept hold of the likes of Decoray, uh, Capu, Delafeu and they added a few more around that. But then, to jump on the the sacking of Gracia so early was was a mistake for me because he's done well for them and like Sanchez Flores was seems to be stood at the back door as as Gracia was going out he sort of snuck in the back door that no one really noticed but he's obviously got some ability as a manager but he had his hand in the Premiership and it didn't work for him and I don't think his tactics are quite suited to the players that they've got and who's to say that the players are are convinced by Flores who. They may have been there. The likes of Deeney and uh, a few of the defenders have been there a while. So who's to say that they're not overly sold on him? But to go to Man City and collapse within twenty minutes was was embarrassing. And um, I, I have a quick quick under who they've got this week coming up. Um, I think we've got oh, Wolves away. So. Out of relegation six <laughs> points or seven games in,
1: <laughs> yeah, seemingly is, which is scary. <laughs> that's scary to think. they're how well both did last season, uh, yeah.
2: I mean, alive. they've got Wolves, Sheffield United at home, and then the Ghost of Spurs. So, I mean, Wolves on paper last season was a tricky place to go, but Wolves have we said last week of something's going on there that's not right, and then you know. Sheffield United at home, but look what they did to Everton. Um, mm. One shot on target and 1-2-1. One one. I mean, that that's a stat for all stats. But, you know, they're not an easy team. I, I don't expect us to have an easy ride at the weekend when we go there. So, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a hard-fought game. So, we're the Watford goalie. They're in big, big trouble. And I think they've... I don't know if they're in the League Cup or not this this round is good genu-
1: I genuinely have no idea. I, I
2: have no <laughs> no clue. They could have played last night and I wouldn't have had an idea. Um, but yeah, the the strange old team and look at the likes of last season when Decore was was probably a shoe in for, for most people in FPL mm. and a few people had Delhi and I had Deany at some point. I think I, I got him for like four weeks and it was his hot streak when he got a couple of goals. Um and I'm sure probably a few people started with Foster and have quickly just pinned him mm-hmm. off because he is a he's a decent level goalkeeper. He's, he's probably around the 4.5 range, range. So you probably look at him and think, well, well, that's maybe 10 clean sheets a season that you might get out of him. But, I mean, it, it's it's a whole load of rung down there and you just don't really see it turning and getting good for them. So you kind of fear for them a little bit.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, I mean, when when Sanchez Flores left, it's pretty much the same team <laughs> that's still here. As you mentioned, it's scary. Like I think they've brought in like one new defender in that time, and that's Craig Dawson, who was a right back under Tony Pulis.
2: So you know, I, I can't remember when Flores left at what point because they, they bring these managers in from wherever across Europe and. I don't actually know their manager order. I just know that they've got some continental guy in charge. That's it, that's all I know.
1: I think it was Sanchez Flores, Matsari for a season, Marco Silva for a few months, Gracia, Grassier from then till now, now Flores again. I think and
2: that's it's like, like that's like it's three
1: a, years. And it's a pub quiz
2: question, uh, question, or you know, like, Name the last five Watford managers, and you—unless you sat down and seriously thought about it—you would not get it off the top of your head because they bring these guys in who, who no one, well, some people know, some people don't know. Like, I'd never heard of Javi Mascheroni before in my life. No, I, but, haven't. I haven't. And even Marco Silva, but he come from Portugal, but I'd never heard him before he come to Watford, and. They, they put these guys out of nowhere. They've obviously got them all on a database because that's kind of how they run. And they've got clubs across Europe, Udinese, and they've got someone in Spain as well. Um, Radar, I think. So, so they, they sort of run off a, a mad database of like swapping players and managers and whatever, but it's not working for them, whatever they're trying to do it. I mean, Gracia was the best of the lot. And as I say, they, I think they jumped... Have gone on him pretty quickly. They didn't really give much this season.
1: Yeah, I think it, <clears throat> it was obviously a very quick sack. And, and I think the bigger problem is that you've brought in a manager who you already sacked, which doesn't make sense. If you want fresh new ideas in a squad that's been together for a million years, bringing in a new manager. It, not an old man like your old manager. It just seems really stupid to me. But anyway, Watford doesn't really... Matter one bit in FPL. M- maybe Saar when he starts playing because I think he looked alright against Arsenal. Other than that, nothing to talk about there. But something that does affect FPL a lot: Pep Guardiola and his bloody rotation. Like Sterling rotated, Maris in one week, don't see him for three weeks, and then he comes in and gets a million points. As you had, you have your problems with Bernardo Silva, who you're going to pin off, and then he scores a half trick all of a sudden. It, how how damaging is this? Because even like Zinchenko, for me, I, I I'm now probably going to have to get rid of him because I have no idea if he'll play. It's just it's very frustrating. He is, and
0: I mean,
2: well, we'll start with Bernardo because it's the hot topic at the moment. I he might just be getting transferred out because there could be an impending ban for the for the stuff he said and mm-hmm. the, he he sort of doesn't see what's wrong with it, which is very worrying. And That's neither does a... Pep, judging by his comments last night, which is <laughs> oh. even more worrying. I mean I think you are
1: out, Etto, right about that one.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I put a tweet out last night saying like I remember we backed Suarez through all his antics and whatnot, but I think Dag was the manager at the time. Could be wrong, mm-hmm. but I I don't remember him coming out and making such a bold statement as to what he did. I think he basically just said like the club will be there for Suarez and we'll we'll help him. But
0: mm. basically Guardiola Guardiola yeah. yeah, yeah. Guardio
2: was endorsing what's actually gone on, which is which is frightening. Um, but yeah, be, that's obviously a topic for for a lot more intellect to, to probably be discussed and not on an FPL pod, so back to FPL I probably might just bin him off because I can probably see a band coming his way um, but the rotation, you said Zinchenko he was probably a shoe in for, for most, of, of what around 5 million I think he was uh, 5 half, 5 and a half 5, yeah but you know, Man City do keep clean sheets um, and they're running very short on defenders, but he brought Cancelo in um, at half-time on Saturday. He gave him 45. I'm not sure if he played last night. I think he did. Mendy, Mendy played. Angelino played last night, I know mm-hmm. that for sure. Um, and then he gave two 18-year-olds appearances as a centre-half. Obviously, that was just purely for game experience. But um, Zinchenko, that's probably one to keep your eye on this week. If he... If would be feature not, but you'd imagine if if Mendy can stay fit, he's probably gonna try and start him. So that would mean you you probably have to change him, but then why why rest and for Preston? Yeah, I mean, that didn't make any sense. Nah you I could've picked Preston, the name
1: out of the hat from the Academy and it would have you would have won that go.
2: Yeah, and you know all right, Sterling's had a bit of a busy schedule, but so's Mata. Mata's played in the in the afcon to the final and then won it, and then he still featured throughout the season off the bench and so be it. And then he did go. I think he went away with Algeria in the international break, where we kept Salah and Mane back. Um, so he still got miles on his legs. But I I was kind of rubbing my hands together because I don't have Sterling, thinking I hope he comes on for five or ten minutes at the end and spews everyone's captain picks up but it never um, the only one I do really want is De Bruyne and as mentioned earlier on I think I've probably got a wild card and that's that's because I've gotten two or three transfers to actually get De Bruyne in but I think at the moment he's certainly making himself probably the the one to have this season in FPL and his price is probably going to rise again this week given his performance last week so it's kind of Get him now before he's out of your price range because I think he's creeping ever closer to the very top end of the price scale and Sterling's mm-hmm. probably going to drop given his his flat flap for two weeks. So, um, I don't know. I, he could, Pep just could not play De Bruyne this weekend and that that's the most annoying thing because you could get him and he just might not play him.
1: That's the thing. I mean, it's Everton as well, so they're perfect level of banter club to probably not let they'll probably close him they'll shut him out somehow um but yeah loads of people bring in de boynet and it'd probably the typical fpl think do zero points but yeah I, I agree with you it wouldn't really surprise me if he ends up playing david silver and Bernardo silver in midfield or gundigan or whatever it's just it's just annoying because there's a, there's a certain level of locks in the Man City team. And I thought Sterling was one of them. Obviously, he isn't now. But Edison, Ottomendi at the minute. Kyle Walker, seemingly. But Cancelo's playing more and more. So, maybe not with him. Then, Rodri Aguero. is that the? They're probably the only locks in. And I know he froze in here. Jesus
2: time. played last night and scored, so... He likes to just toss Jesus in for the game and, you know, he can just catch it out again with that.
1: Ah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's just, it's hella annoying. I mean, De Bruyne's got 54 points, which is the most of any midfielder. Uh, and, yeah, as you say, he's he's 9.9 now. I think he's already gone up point four from his starting price, which is quite scary. Um, but, yeah, Sterling's now 12.1, so... It'll balance out eventually. I mean, Sterling's obviously going to still score another 200-odd bloody points this season in FPL. But it's, it's just annoying catching um, this rotation at the right time. So, yeah, um, spoiler. My live transfer with Guy will come back to Man City and the players we mentioned in defence here. Um, but, yeah, it's it's very, very annoying. Very, very annoying with them. Um, who else are we going to look at? Um, Everton. You're obviously from the area. I know you. Uh, I think you work with some Evertonians. And how 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 is it? How is it in uh, in uh, Ground Zero at the minute? <laughs>
2: um, interesting to say the least. Um, Monday morning or Monday afternoon. Sorry, when I went back to work for this starting week was uh, was very mute. You probably could say Um A bit quiet. half, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, last week we uh, lost to Napoli and there was a few chirpy, you know, oh, your your Champions League defence hasn't gone off too well, you're meant to be the European champions and you can't win away at Napoli, but, you know, we lost there last season and we still won the competition, so that kind of put that one to bed and then they were all obviously hugely confident going into a home game, which... To be fair, haven't been pretty strong at home over the past six or seven months. I think the last home game previous to this was the only one they conceded in in about seven games. So they've got a decent record and the meltdown was was great to see. I mean, such things as like on the local radio, people ringing up calling for silver to go. People saying Sigurdsson's so lazy and they haven't got a striker and Keane's not the answer. And why are they putting Tosun on? And it just rolls on and on and they, they literally are the gift that keeps on giving if if you're a blue listening to this then first of all why you're on Anfield and next book well, hi and welcome to you but um <laughs> I I honest to God they're a the special they a the special type of fan Um there was like the social media outreach because I've got obviously a lot of friends who are blues was was com on Saturday but um last night the they found Calvert Lewin's level, which was Sheffield Wednesday in the championship. So that kind of tells you the, the the striker that they're operating with. Um but then the the interesting thing is this weekend and they've got Man City at home. So obviously the all the Reds are saying, Well, what shirt are you wearing for the match? Are you wearing your light blue shirt or are you wearing your Everton blue shirt? Um because actually there's some some really bitter fans were saying, I'd rather we get stuffed 6-0. Um, they, they'll take that because that means Man City is still in touch with Liverpool. I mean, there's a few fans there who would say, ah, we'll see what happens and if we get something, we get something. And there's a few actual proper die-hard blues who say, no, like, they're the type of games that we raise our game for and we'll get stuck into them And compared to last week. I mean, the atmosphere at the Goodison, you could hear it on match the day, they were booing from halfway through the second half, to, especially when the second goal went in. Um, it, it's a raucous atmosphere when they do actually get behind the team, but I think there's a split in the fan base at the moment. Obviously, some want so, but out some just want the best for the team. Some want to actually think, just just give them time and let them work. But they're, they're a very odd club and a very odd fan base and I don't I don't actually know what I want this weekend because I kind of want, <laughs> want City to actually hammer them and just see them melt down go even further but then at the same time that plays into some of their hands and they'll be like ah well they're still in touch with you but then if they actually get a result half of them will be fuming going Oh Liverpool have now got a, a seven or eight point lead and We've cost them. We've cost City the title and whatever. But then, I don't know. They're, they're, they're a really weird bunch to to describe. and they're, But they're a fun bunch to work with because seven weeks out of ten, they're angry. So it's always fun. Um, and I wouldn't own any of them on FPL at all because I know Mark has the, the mantra of no Man United, no Everton. But why would you at the moment? Because they're both... Shit, you would yeah. not have any of them in your team. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what having, I
1: said. I said that to him before we started recording.
2: <laughs> a few, a few of us have had Martial, and then maybe one or two have probably had Digne. But he had an absolute murder at the weekend. They've not kept a clean sheet in two league games. Um, I think I touched on Pickford earlier on in the season. As maybe one that you might look at. Then
1: um, you remember he has short arms.
2: Yeah, and um. There's no one else really you could pick. I, like, I mean, if you, I think you, yourself might have been tempted by Moise as.
1: I had a, a, get, I've had a Warby for a week. As, oh, as a gamble. I, I I'm pretty
2: sure you. I'm going to say you were drunk when you made that transfer. Um, I think
1: I, I wasn't drunk, but I was out drinking. I
2: think, yeah, but I think someone, oh. <laughs> someone had your phone just,
1: just I think just June, to I think Jin made that one <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: yeah someone had your phone on that point because that's not a conscious decision anyone would make yeah.
0: um,
2: but yeah you, you would own. you would own any Everton or Man United and I think Rashford's now injured if we take it to Man United yeah I mean yeah, Mar- yeah. Martial might be due back in the mm-hmm. next week or two Um for those who've still got him.
1: Mason Greenwood's probably the most honourable United player and he's five years old.
2: Yeah. And he obviously played against some a- Azerbaijani
1: Astana or something like that.
2: Yeah. Azerbaijan bin men and milkmen last week and got a goal and all of a sudden he's the second coming of the, the greatest youngster in the world. But um there's no one else you don't. I mean Gary Neville said it himself, the gay has got hands for popperdoms. Um, yeah. Th- there's, there's, no other,
3: there's
2: no other reason for it. He's clearly got popperdom hands, he can't he can't stop a, a taxi in the in the middle of the street. Like <laughs> he he he's he's not what he used to be. He he pulls off a world class save, but then his near post is absolutely frightening, he just gets beat all the time his near post and then he's turning into the in rainer no, isn't he pretty much there's, there's no one else at United that like, seriously the, I think Pogba might have been on a few people's lips but he's mm-hmm. obviously not fit or not mentally in the game anymore um, and then the, I can't actually think there's anyone else you might have because no. the fullbacks don't do much
1: I Luke, mean, Luke, tackle, Luke, tackle, Luke tackles, Shaw wasn't it. Yeah, Luke Shaw was an option, but I no idea how long he's out for. Other than that, Marshall was only a gamble because he's a cheap, cheapish midfielder who played up front. But even yeah. if even if he comes back, what's he going to have behind him? Mata, who's 110. Lingard, who has the same output as me in the Premier League. Um, Pereira. Matic, who's again 110.
2: McTominay.
1: I mean Fred came all, Fred came on the other day. Yeah. Fred came on the other day and was probably their best player, which is scary.
2: <laughs> and I think that they're all pretty defensive players.
1: And I shit. mean Yeah,
2: very bad shit. But I I mean they Hendrick won't fancy me for this, but the one player they really could have done with was Bruno Fernandez. He would have changed that team around a lot because he would have been the man who sat in the middle and actually got the whole thing taken for them. Thank Mm -hmm. God he didn't go there. But he would have been ideal for them. And I've got a few people who are Man United fans, and it becomes regular banter with them now because they still think they're this huge club and they've got a defined right to to be winning titles and competing at the top end. Well, you're playing Thursday nights in Europe, so you're already not in the Premier European competition. You're probably battling to get in the top six for this season, and with only six games in. You can't win away from home. You can't score. You can't keep clean sheets. So, unfortunately, reality smacked them in the face like it did to us many years ago. And mm. you've just got to accept the fact that you're not the big boy anymore, that there's bigger boys mm-hmm. in the playground. and.
1: At least we didn't spend nine hundred mil to become that shit.
2: <laughs> no, we 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 wasted a lot of money though, and like that's the harsh reality. Is like some fans of some everyone wants the best for the club, mm-hmm. but they they still think that they are the biggest club and the best club in the world. I mean, they're up there financially, globally
0: mm-hmm.
2: as a huge club. You can't take that away, but over the next 10 years if they decline and stay mid level then it will like fans in asia fans in america fan, fans in africa they're, they're going to start flocking towards liverpool and city if yeah. they haven't already
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah absolutely absolutely um well we saw that with us we well, we had a huge barren what was it barren spell before Julia and then we had 2005 discounting the FA Cup because it's shit. We then went on another bar and spell till last year. Or, well, this year. It, it, it just happened. I mean, football's, um it just goes in cycles, doesn't it? I know Man United had a 20-odd-year successful cycle. Uh, That's very much an outlier because, you look, Chelsea had a few years. Man City have had a few years. Hopefully, we're going to have a few years here, if not longer. Arsenal had a few years, but United, I think United need to realise that the dominance they had under Sir Alex Ferguson is definitely not the norm, especially in modern day football. And uh, again, it's an FPL base, but they are they are proper fucked from a team structure point of view. We talked about Spurs earlier. We could probably do another hour on Man United being fucked in that regard um, themselves. But yeah, I agree. Uh, no one to own FPL wise, and they are proper shit I think they have Arsenal next at Old Trafford and we know Arsenal's problems away from home but that should be that should simply just be defence against attack, or that will just be well we don't know who's fit for United but their team's going to be fucking horrendous that game but that'll be fun to watch
2: that's Monday Monday Night Football next mm. week so if, if you're out a loose end that's probably worth watching just purely for entertainment value
1: I mean you're either going to get Arsenal fan TV or Mark Goldbridge upset so you know win-win <laughs> yeah uh, but uh, on the other side of that man united game it was a fuck die game. but west ham um, after getting battered by man city on the first game week they have really recovered well and as i mentioned at the start they are now fifth i think they were um they look very promising i mean fpl assets no one's springing to mind a Halla uh looks interesting i think yamalenko's had a couple of returns and they've got cheap defenders. Um, but West Ham look like a bigger option in FPL nowadays.
2: They certainly do. Um, I would admit I didn't watch the game on Sunday. Um, where was I? Lucky,
1: <laughs> lucky oh. you.
2: <laughs> oh, I actually can't think where it was. But anyway, beyond beyond that, um, back to West Ham. Yeah, um, they, they've got players you just get the job done. I mean you've got a few that like come to mind as you say, like Haller, Yamalenko, Felipe Anderson, Lanzini, um at the back you've got what, Cresswell, Diop, and I can't actually think of whoever, whoever else they probably line up with, but
1: Og Bonner and Fredericks.
2: all uh, right, right, and then they've got Fabian in goal, who's, mm-hmm. who's probably yeah dependable and he'll get your safe bonuses, he'll probably he's probably what what I probably imagine Foster would be, where he'll get you ten, ten to twelve clean mm-hmm. sheets a season, but he'll yeah. get you a few save bonuses because he's a he's a decent keeper. Um, but they are they are a decent outfit. They've got um a lot of decent players there. I mean, they go to Bournemouth this week. That could be three three. You would you wouldn't have a have a clue what that game is. Um, and then they have got Palace at home, and then they go to Everton. So they've got like. Teams in and around what you would classify as their level, but at the moment they they're top of that. So, if someone is probably looking for a, a few a few cheaper options, then then there certainly is no harm in looking at West Ham. Um, I I've got Sabio's in my midfield from Arsenal, and he started well, but he seems to have mm-hmm. already caught the Arsenal bug and fell into the. I'll just turn up when I can be bothered turning up.
1: Well you can't just dis- so, you can't displace great players like Xhaka. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I mean that that's probably one I could improve on. And you probably wouldn't go too far in looking at West Ham players for that. Um
1: Well yeah, my and- only five nine, just out of interest. Twenty four points, it's not that impressive. If you say it like that, but in his last his last three games, he's had an eight against Norwich, three against Villa, which isn't too impressive, but he got eleven against United. So
2: good form. Yeah. And that that's that's more than what Sabias has got across the season. Um he's picked up twenty uh, one points, I think it is. But he just doesn't seem to be playing like The the player I thought he was. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, West Ham, I mean, even Felipe Anderson is probably picking up points this season without actually performing to his top level that we know from last year. And if he can turn it on and get a few goals, then that's another one you could look at. Lanzini, he's, (laughs) he's probably in the same. Same category as Ox, where he's coming back for an injury. But I've just noticed Anderson has less points than Noble. Sorry, <laughs> that made me chuckle.
1: Ah, counties, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark Noble got mad at the match against United if you didn't see that. That was funny. Uh... Um,
2: where was we? Uh, yeah, who's like Lanzini? He's mm. probably the one that stands out to most as you know, as an option because he plays in that number, number 10 or attacking midfielder mm-hmm. role. And yeah, I think I've I've got him on fan tracks and he's not really done much as note this season, but he picks up consistent points. Um,
1: mm, Four Niles is still to go to play a bit more as well. I think he started the last couple. He looks talented. They, they've got a squad
2: there, and when, when you when you take it back from the from the big boys, then it is probably like the likes of them and Leicester who were who were knocking on the door. And all mm. right, we're early stage in the league and. They're up there. It's just a case of when it could go wrong for them, it all just goes toxic at West Ham very, very fast, which is which is frightening because again they're one of these clubs who who think they've got a divine right to be to be up there when in reality they they've probably not won anything more than a participation certificate for the last thirty years, but. You know, they've got talent there and again, I don't know if they're in the League Cup or not because I don't know who is, but if if they've got any ambition this season, and I was saying this actually to an Everton fan last night, the League Cup is something that they should be going for, the likes of Leicester, Everton, West Ham. They should be going all in for this League Cup because it's a cup that they can win and if you get that trophy in the cabinet by February as long as you don't go down, you could finish 12th. But at the end of the season, you've got a shiny pot in the cupboard. And that's all that matters to fans probably. If if you you were Everton or if you were West Ham, if you had a day out at Wembley in February and you come back with the cup, that's your season made. You might as well just cancel what goes on between the end of February and May because you're not going to top that. So I don't see why the mid-level clubs are going all in for this for this League Cup
1: Yeah yeah uh, it, it, it's a strange one it's a very strange one but we talk, it's a question everyone raises every every season I mean Leicester and West Ham you could maybe forgive because they, they've got chances of getting in Europe seemingly but if you're a a Bournemouth uh, even a Brighton I know Brighton got to the FA Cup semi-final if I remember correctly in, in teams like that you you. Even Crystal Palace, it should be something you're targeting uh, quite early on in the season, I reckon. Um, But Jay, before we go on about the uh, League Cup, we might coming towards the end now. uh, Finish up with transfers. What what you eyeing up this week?
2: I actually don't know. Um, I've got my team in front of me now. I'm probably going to stick with Mounts, was a surprisingly played at the weekend. He didn't. Mm -hmm do much but obviously he was probably only about 75% fit given the knock he had had. so I'm going to stick with Mount Um, I do probably want to move off Sabayos as I've mentioned Bernardo Silva is probably up for the chop given obviously the off-field stuff and I've got a question mark over Jamie Vardy at the moment because he's had one good week this season and Mm -hmm. he's one of these players and no, I'll take him out and he'll come back to bite me in the backside. And I did mention the wild card. I'm probably not going to go with it this, uh, this week. I'm going to hold on up until the international break. But I did have a little play around this week and I took the likes of uh, Van Dyke, Bernardo, Vardy, and Ceballos out. And I brought in uh, De Bruyne, Firmino, and I think it was. Maybe another Burnley defender, and I can't think who he the other midfielder was, but it sort of balanced out and still left me a bit bit of money in the bank. But obviously, the like going from Bernardo and Vardy to Firmino and De Bruyne, I think, will probably pay dividends long term. Oh,
1: god, I yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that.
2: On Van Dijk, as, as good as we are, I just don't feel like we're ever going to keep a clean sheet until Alisson's back and Adrian. Mm-hmm. To his Tra has not done much wrong over the past few weeks, and he's he's been unlucky that we've actually can see the goals but um, I just don't see the confidence in the clean sheets and obviously I'm gonna keep Trent's because why wouldn't you after the weekend um so I don't really know i'm not I'm not doing a live transfer on like yours truly <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> but i'm I'm probably gonna wait until Friday because I don't know what's going to come out the league. I mean, there might be a few teams that actually play a few big boys and someone might get injured, you don't know. Uh, the likes of, I can't see Mount playing for Chelsea again. But if he did feature and he's not 100% and he picks up a knock, he could be out for longer. Um, I, I really don't know. I'm at, I'm, at a, I'm at a pickle. And then the fixtures don't really help. I think we're going to go into the fixtures soon, but I'm, I'm really stuck. But we must, before we finish, touch on my team name um, before we finish.
1: Oh, we'll finish with that. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, my transfers, uh, I've done. I've just done a live one, but I'll, I'll discuss that in a sec. I've already done two before this podcast, cost I've gone Sterling back down to De Bruyne, or I think value for money, De Bruyne's just, just worth it. I mean, I think I saved pretty much, you save two million-odd. And, um, I mean... Pep's going to rotate him around like a knobhead, but I think they're going to get similarish points, and De Bruyne, as I said, 2 mil, whatever. Um, got rid of a Warby as fast as possible. I, I brought in Madison, who does have an injury um, concern, but long-term, I think Madison looks like a player you can just plug in and forget. And barring playing against us next week, Leicester's fixtures are pretty much perfect to level play Man City and late December, like Arsenal at home I and mean, Arsenal defense is still shit, so that's fine, so yeah, De Bruyne and Madison in, Awobi and Sterling out, and my live transfer, I mentioned it earlier, Zinchenko out, Otamendi in, they've got no centre-backs, Otamendi always scores goals, um, and until, well, Laporte's not back for ages, and... If then it's still it's probably still going to be Stones and not Then and if Otamendi settles with Fernandinho, you might just not change it. So I think Otamendi pretty much plug in and forget as well. Um, and they've they've got Everton, who we mentioned, don't have an attack at the minute. Uh, probably jinx that now. So Everton are probably going to win like three 0 But yeah, that's my transfers that way. And that was live transfer with Guy. Um,
2: so you've taken a minus eight. Yes. Oh God. That 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 practically guarantees me to finish above you in the money league this week again. I've
1: the the money league's gone, man. I'm i have only in it because uh. people wanted me to organize it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to win that shit. Oh,
2: as you know, I've I've risen from bottoms to third, which you know Lazarus couldn't have rose that quickly. I, I, I'm <sighs> proud of myself. I've I've come from stinking bottom and I'm I'm up to third. I think I'm only around about thirty points off, off the top of that league now. Um who am I hunting down? Let's have a quick look. It's the yeah, I'm on three six two and three eight eight is top. So I'm two points off second and twenty six points off top. So I'm coming for that pot. I mean if you want to pay <laughs> out early, I am all for it. Uh, no. <laughs> uh,
1: absolutely not. Um but we'll finish or oh, well we'll finish Just before we finish, we'll go to captain picks. Um, What are you looking at this week?
2: Um, Probably Salah looking at it. Uh, say Bernardo, don't know. Uh, Aubameyang, White United, he could have a field day and
1: scored a few goals. Mm. It's their away form that's worrying with that.
2: Yeah, and had that been at home,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: that, that could have been one. Vardy at home to Newcastle is tempting. Um, I did go Vardy last time he was me captain. He got me a nice return. But uh, as Mark touched on, Salah had a bit of a a bit of a muted performance we could say at the weekend. Uh, I was impressed with the way Tamori actually handled him
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, for Chelsea. But I think he he's, he's sort of trying a little bit too hard and he kind of needs a goal just to go in for him, like a scruffy goal. Um, but I think once if we get one or two early goals against Sheffield United, I think if we if we go up two 0 in the first half hour, I think it then could turn into a three or four or five nil um pretty easily. Um because they play terribly open. And especially at home against us, their their fans are gonna be up for it and I think they might just get the best of the team and the fact that players will just go wandering and off and we're probably the worst team in Europe to to leave exposed at the back 1v1. So if you leave us 3v2 or even 3v3, then the movement and the intelligence of our players should should pick them off easily. So I'm probably going to go with the majority and go with Salah.
1: Yeah, I think that's the safest bet, looking at the fixtures. I've For me, I think I might go a bit risky, cause you as know, I've already pretty much fucked off this week with a minus eight. I might go for someone like Mason Mount, again, Brighton at home. Um, Brighton, a bit mixed. I think they're still settling in with a new manager. And Mount played all right against us, probably should have scored that chance at the end, or at least got it on target. Um, Bit of a gamble, I know, but my other gamble would be like Jordan A.U. against Norwich at home, and that's not going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh Maybe Madison at Newcastle, but with that injury doubt, I might wait for the... um, for the press conferences to confirm that, but probably Mount or Madison at the men just to be a bit different. Um, and as as not mention a Man City player because just Everton are that ever that perfect level of shit club that I'm just ruin a week an FPL re- weekend that. But it'd be great for normal football wise. But anyway, um, but we'll finish up your team name, R.I.P. Yeah,
2: um, as some people may have seen this week on social media. Divock's dreadlocks are no more, and that was my team name, based for two reasons. Obviously, Divock Origi, club legend. Obviously, what he done last season for us, and a bit of a banty You know, we've not really got, or we've not really had for a while, any dreadlock players. And when you see him running away from scoring a goal, just ambling along, and these dreadlocks are bouncing off his face, it's sort of a, a cute little thing to see that. You know, he, he doesn't really know what he's doing, and these little things are blinding his eyes. He he sort of doesn't know how he scores goals, doesn't know how to celebrate. And all of a sudden on social media, I think it was Monday night, he uploads a nice black and white picture of a, a fresh trim with a a nice fade and the dreadlocks are no more. So I'm looking for a new team name, never mind looking for players to come in. So I've got till the end of this week, um, if anyone listens to this and fancies nominating some team names, obviously, I'm looking for something a little bit different. So I don't like to go with, you know, the FC Barcelona and all that jazz that everyone puts out there. Um, Liverpool related would be great. So I do need a new team name. Otherwise, uh, Divox Dreadlocks might be a thing of the past, just like us here.
1: Divox Fade's not the same as.
2: <laughs> no, I, I, I was saying this to a meeting where I, was like, I can't really go with divox feedback and sides and a line through the middle of his hair fc um it doesn't quite fit on the page and it doesn't quite have a nice ring to it
1: yeah absolutely absolutely it's uh well we need we need more hair puns people so uh, give, give jay them um he, he can't have man mine because man's the best team then um But yeah, Uh, we will finish up there then, Jay. So thank you for joining me. Thank you, Mark, as well, who obviously left halfway through. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you have any FBL questions, don't send them to me because I'll just ruin your team like I do with everyone else's. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, thank you, everyone. Goodbye.
0: network.